This is Design 30. Welcome to another episode of the Design 30 podcast. In this podcast, I provide strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Today, this will be a somewhat short episode. I'm fairly busy at the moment with a wedding coming up soon and uh, a move happening in the next few days. So I will quickly run through this topic and hopefully you can still find some use of it. So before we get into that, uh, this episode is once again sponsored by Viper Outdoor Tools. There are lots of options out there, so Viper Outdoor Tools takes the time to develop tools that are a balance of tough, light, and smart, leaving out the fluff. Shop now at viperoutdoortools.com. Okay, so today I will be quickly going through this idea of failing fast. And to start, I want to discuss with what it isn't. What is not failing fast? First of all, failing fast is not making rash decisions on whims. Sometimes people think they just need to uh, figure out whether something's going to work and they come up with a bad idea or a bad design that they just have some gut feeling about and they think that's how you fail fast. Uh, Failing fast is also not attempting to perform as many tests as possible without rhyme or without reason. Again, just because you're trying to test some random feature doesn't mean it's actually useful. Doesn't mean that you're testing the right things. Uh, so you, you don't want to just test without reason or without a plan. Uh, it's also not putting bad products in the hands of users and hoping to learn something from that. Uh, a bad product uh, doesn't matter necessarily what it is, but if you put the, a bad product in the hands of your users, then I'm not sure what you're actually going to learn from that. Uh, you're, you know, you'll probably just learn that it's a bad product, which is what you already knew because you didn't put in the time uh, to design it well and to know what you were actually testing with it. And it's also not putting tight or unrealistic timelines on your project. Sometimes you'll get this pressure of, well, you just need to do something, fail fast, figure things out. So you put really tight timelines or unrealistic timelines on your projects and look at that as just a way of failing fast, where really what you're doing there is just planning to fail. If you don't plan the right amount of time to make a good viable product, uh, then you're not actually going, you will fail fast, but you're not going to learn anything from it. And you're kind of losing the whole spirit and the idea of what failing fast means. It's also not shipping a product just to ship something. Uh, If you have a product that in development is not hitting your requirements, uh, does not have the feature set that your customer base will value, you probably don't want to ship that just to ship it. That's a good way to waste uh, a lot of time as well as a lot of money. So what is failing fast then? Well, it's carefully thinking through design decisions and methodically planning out 
what you're going to actually design and what you will learn from making it. And then you want to pursue that aggressively. So you don't skip the whole planning and uh, thinking careful stage. You still do all of that, but then you have a more aggressive timeline of how you get to actually manufacturing those products, uh, whether that's 3D printing, some sort of rapid prototyping uh, for whatever industry you're in, but some way to make that quickly and aggressively once you have a good plan in place. It's also choosing specific features uh, that you want to build and test that require, and these are features that require more feedback uh, to inform the overarching design of the product you're developing. So a good way to fail fast is to focus on one specific feature, come up with a few designs to um, address that, and then doing some user testing with that or, or maybe some requirements testing with that and, and see what your results are. So it's well planned out. You have an actual hypothesis that you're testing and the results will be meaningful. It's also creating minimum viable products to test your market. Uh, emphasis on viable here though. You don't want to create a minimal, a minimum non-viable product because uh, once again, you're just, it's not viable. It's not meeting requirements. It doesn't provide the feature set that your customers value. Uh, there's no point in pushing that out into the market. But if you can create a product that is viable, that has a feature set that your customers do actually value, um, but maybe it's just not quite a, a broad or as broad of a feature set uh, that you could ideally make if you had enough time or enough money. Um, so sometimes you need to go with that minimum viable product and get that out into uh, the real world to have users test it. And then that will actually teach you a lot about what features you do need to add in the future, in the future, or perhaps features that you thought were meaningful or valuable to your, your customers, but actually aren't. Failing fast is also pushing, uh, your team to focus on the most important features of the design and not getting caught up on non-critical features. Uh, sometimes it's easy to have a little bit of feature or scope creep or feature creep, and it's easy to get off on tangents with that. And failing fast really pushes on not letting that happen. And that's often where a good manager can see uh, where you're falling into those traps and hopefully cut it off very quickly rather than letting it go on and waste time and waste money. Failing fast is finally also shipping products that still meet a specific customer need and products that will teach you something about the market. So this is somewhat repetitive, but it's something that's good to, uh, to keep in mind that you still are shipping a product that meets specific customer needs. Uh, it's something that is still viable in the market and that will actually teach you more than if you put a product out there that from the start, you know, it's not offering anything of value to the customer. So in summary, you could describe failing fast as failing intentionally, failing intelligently, failing with purpose, and finally failing with humility. But throughout all of this, you do want to go fast and you don't want to get bogged down with too much scope creep or too much feature creep. 
And what are the things that will typically bog, bog you down on a design team? Well, sometimes you get caught up trying to, to, trying to design a niche feature set that your market doesn't actually value. This is something that me as an engineer, where a lot of people, a lot of designers can fall into where you get caught up with something that's very challenging and interesting, but in the end, it's not a feature that significantly, significantly improves the product. So that's something you need to be careful of. Also, waiting for quantitative data uh, that you will never actually have. This is something that will slow you down. And you need to realize sometimes in the development process, you're not going to have this awesome quantitative data set that gives you uh, all of the, your uh, all of the data that your heart desires. It's just it's often not uh, it's often not something that you're going to have access to. So in that case, you have to go off of qualitative information, which uh, still can be very useful. And if you're trying to move fast, it has to be good enough. Also, if you make it difficult to buy and build prototypes. Uh, this is something that's very practical uh, as a manager, maybe someone who's running a business. That's something to keep in mind. You want to be able to buy and build things quickly. Obviously, you need to be smart on the business side of things, uh, but any way that you can empower your team to work through uh, the purchasing process and being able to actually get their hands on their parts quickly, uh, that's always going to be a bonus. And then, of course, I think we've all experienced this too much process uh, that slows down, uh, specifically can slow down design changes, or even going back to the last point, slowing down, purchasing, things like that, with just too much red tape. Uh, that's something you want to try to try to minimize if your goal is to fail fast. In summary, again, fail intentionally, fail intelligently, fail with purpose, and fail with humility. Now, the Design 30 discipline for this is, again, a somewhat simple one, but uh, I would encourage you to spend some time thinking about it or actually trying it out. So to start, list the top 20% most important features on the product that you're currently designing. And then focus on this 20% and look for ways to test those features, to optimize those features, how to prototype those features, anything like that. Because it's really this top 20% that is going, or it's this 20% of features uh, that will be used 80% of the time by your customer or your user base. And actually, I should clarify that a bit. It's not necessarily the 20% you choose, but 20% of the features of your product will be used 80% of the time as a general rule. So it's important to focus on what you believe to be that 20%. And that is the end of this uh, somewhat short episode on failing fast. I hope it was interesting. Hope it gets you thinking about how to implement different ways of failing fast uh, at work or at your own business, wherever you might be. Uh, hopefully you found that interesting. As always, please uh, subscribe and rate the podcast. Uh, look me up on YouTube. That's Design30, as usual. Uh, and also on Instagram. So give me a follow on Instagram. And if you have any questions or topics that you want me to address, go ahead and shoot me an email at learndesign30 
at gmail.com. And that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.